0: He was. He had uh, worked really hard to raise up an estate that was worthy of its name. You see, uh, he was a shepherd, but not necessarily a shepherd like we think of the, the stinky David out in the, in the sheep killing bears, but he was actually a, a man who owned sheep. He was the lord of his estate. He um, he watched over his flocks. He owned he owned fig trees and and orchards. He he was a man of wealth, a man of substance. He had worked hard to get where he was, and had no reason to ever leave the place that he lived. It was hard to believe that things could change so much in two hundred years. One single, united people of God being split into two different nations. He was very proud to be from Judah. He was glad that he got to live there, that he was close to Jerusalem, that he could go and worship God in the place where God had ordained. Not like the people living up north. The the people of Israel had set up shrines in Samaria and Bethel. They had worshipped other gods for a really long time, and boy, was he glad that he was not from the nation of Israel. It was good to be from the nation of Judah. It was good to work hard and to, to be prosperous. Those things were good. But then God spoke. It's crazy how all of a sudden God speaks and our lives forever change. Imagine being in his shoes, living in a place that you had always known, that you had always loved, and all of a sudden God calling you out of it. And God not just calling you anywhere, but God was calling him across the border, up into sinful territory, up to Bethel, where the people of Israel, who had, who had become so confused about their worship of God and, and worship of Baals, that they had mixed the two. And even though Elijah had shown up on Mount Carmel and blown it to smithereens, the people had continued to worship Baals. They set up a golden calf and worshipped it like it was their God, mixing religion with folklore. And God was calling him to that place. Are you sure, Lord? Do you know what their worship looks like? Do you understand what they're doing up there? Yes, Amos, I know. I know exactly what they're doing up there. I know exactly what's happening at those altars, at those shrines. And I am calling you to go. And so he did. Up to a people whose pagan religious focus was acquiring power. They'd rejected the one and only true God of justice and mercy and love and embraced a sold-out lifestyle of gaining power and lording it over other people. They became abusers of the powerless in the name of their gods. What a broken, broken people. And so Amos goes. He spends an entire year of his life there at the shrine in Bethel and he was a really great preacher let me tell you if you've ever read the book of Amos you'll know really great preacher you're like where's the book of Amos it's in the old testament it's cool um, Amos is is one of our minor prophets and actually next week we are beginning a series um, called a major word from the minor prophets and we're going to be in minor prophets um, next week's actually Jonah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's also Family Sunday next Sunday. So uh, bring all your kids and we're going to worship and, and spend the entire service together. Bunny Trail. And so, so Amos is this phenomenal preacher. He knows how to do it and he knows how to do it well. You know what the first thing he does is? He gets up in front of a people who have been held captive and now Egypt has relented and they have gained some of their land back and they're feeling pretty good about themselves. The outsiders are the bad guys, the insiders are the good guys, we're regaining our land because what's our goal? Our goal is to become prosperous and to become wealthy and to be the best, that's our goal, be the best. And he goes in and he begins this this beautiful liturgy, this prophecy given from God. He he starts sharing with them about how he agrees. The outsiders are the bad guys. They're worshiping other gods. They're making a mess of the name of our God. They should be punished for what they've done. And all the people in the back row say, amen. Amen. He gets them on their side, and they begin to, stay, they begin to like this Amos guy a little bit. And you know, he, he traveled a long way to tell us how bad the other guys are. That's good. That's good news, preacher. Keep preaching that. All throughout the book of Amos, he continues. He uses wit and humor, puns and hymns, irony and history. But in the end, he turns it back on the people that stand before him, pleading with the Israelites, the people of God who once worshipped him the way that God had called them to worship him, who had once been a people of justice and mercy and love. He calls them back to the God that they have left because if they don't return, they'll die. Amos is a man of tough moral fiber in a land of wishy-washy people. He, He didn't use his toughness, though, to gain power. He used his toughness to plead for justice, to take his message to the world and proclaim that there was one God above all other gods. Martin Luther King Jr. quotes Amos, saying, let justice roll down like waters in a mighty stream. Martin Luther King Jr. goes on to say that he was seeking not a consensus, but the cleansing action of a revolutionary change. It wasn't just about being better. It was about being transformed. Transformed into the people of God. This revolutionary change meant that all of a sudden those who were wealthy were ministering to the poor. Instead of climbing the ladder of hierarchy to reach the goal of being the best, they were more concerned with becoming the least. That might sound a little bit like our Jesus. It might sound a lot like our Jesus. Several years ago, how many years has it been, Jamie? Four years ago, I remember sitting across the table from one of my beautiful friends, who you are going to get to meet in a minute, and she began sharing with tears in her eyes how God was calling her to something that she could not possibly ever do. Calling her across the borders, from her safe home with her beautiful girls, into a place where she ministered to destitute, lost, and broken people trapped in human trafficking. And four years later, God is doing some amazing things with Out of Darkness Columbus, and I am honored today to introduce you to my friends, Jamie Gray and Brandy Zachariah. Will you welcome them today?
1: thought today for sure we were good on not crying. We cry a lot. And I was like, oh no, I'm like not emotional at all today. And then Rachel goes and says that. So Rachel was one of our first board members when we started out of darkness four years ago. So she was one of the biggest encouragers and like you said, um, just a close friend and was really on a personal le- level, but also um, as an organization, she's just truly gifted and really kind of helped launch us um, into what we are today. So we're so thankful to be here. Um, So Freedom Sunday. So Freedom Sunday is a day for the churches to come together um, and recognize that human trafficking is an issue. And we believe that human trafficking in the church should go hand, not hand in hand in a bad way, but like the church should be, really when I was saying that, it's not going to come out right. The church should be on the front lines of this issue, right? The church should be the ones that are standing up, speaking out against this issue of human trafficking, that we should not be um, afraid of this issue. We should not be like, this is too big, as we can see all throughout the Bible. This is what God has called us to do. It's not too big of an issue for the church. We have the answer. We truly believe that. We have the answer. There's a lot of anti-human trafficking organizations that are doing great work, but we believe the ones, the faith-based organizations, the ones that proclaim Jesus, we have the true answer, right? True restoration, true freedom does not come separate from Jesus. And so we believe that it is our mission, it is our calling as the church to go to those um, that are caught up in human trafficking, and that's exactly what God did. Um, he he began to break our hearts for this issue. He began calling us into this, and we're like, this is too big, right? We have this, we have families, we have little kids at home, little girls at home. Like, this is too big. And he said, no, I want you to go. And uh, we just began to pray about what that would look like. And we really began, um, I'm going to have Jamie share what we do, but we really just began to feel like we were called to really go to the women, um, adult women on the streets of Columbus. So I'm going to let Jamie share for a
2: minute about what that looks like. Yeah, so... Um, we started what we call princess night about four years ago and what that looks like is us going it's street outreach every friday um it's exactly what brandy said is we are going to the women that are out there in parts of town that a lot of people don't ever want to drive through Um, we're going to these women that people either don't see at all or they see them as trash Um, they see them as much lower than um, and they know it and they feel it and so we go out there to these women and. We drive around and we pray and we worship the whole time we're out because um, we know it's God's kingdom in that place as we're driving around, that he's with us and he's all over it and he's leading the path. And um, So we go and we feel like we see a woman we're supposed to stop for. We're able to pull over and we have a rose. And we get out and we say, hey, it's princess night. Can we give you a rose tonight? And we say, they go, go. what for? And we're like, we just want you to know you're beautiful and you're loved and God loves you and he sees you. And it's not too like, don't give up, like, hold out hope. So it's just a time to go to them in a very dark place. Let me tell you, these women are enslaved enslaved by so much. They're enslaved by addiction. That's wicked. They're enslaved by the memories of family or those that they thought they could trust the most, stealing their childhood from them. Um, They're enslaved to the feeling of shame and hopelessness, and they don't know how to get out of it. They don't think they deserve to get out of it. So God said, you're going to go, and you're going to tell them, and you're going to show them. Um, So we do that every Friday night. We give them a card um, just full of encouragement and scripture, and then we always offer to pray with the women, and they're pretty open and honest, usually um, want us to pray with them. So it's a really powerful night of, again, God working right there on the street, in a dark street, and it's starting to affect the men too. And um, we could talk about that another day, another time. But like, our mission is every life restored and free. And we really believe every life deserves to be restored and free. Um, we were also, though, given the opportunity to open a drop-in center down in that same part of town, which is not something we originally saw coming, but God knew what he had planned for us to do. And we've just tried to walk one step at a time into that, and it's been an incredible experience. So we have a home. We're, we're given a home to use there. Um, that's right in that same part of town um, where the ladies can come when we're open during the day. And when they come in, they are met, one, with just peace. The peace of God is in this house, you guys. And they come, and they know it, and they feel a difference, and they know they're going to be loved there. And... Um, we are trying to get them to transform their mind to believe they can actually do this. They can have a different life. This isn't the end for them. So we just kind of encourage them and walk through what that could look like so they can start to visualize it and, and have the courage to take those steps. Um, we also have a big meal together around a table together as family, talk about everything we have in common, and then we try to meet those immediate physical needs. We've got a room with clothes and toiletries where we're able to, to give those things to the ladies as well. Um, but it's really hard to see them walk back out the door um, and know what they're going back to or have an idea, small glimpse of what they're going back to. Um, so when we actually started this four years ago, or five, it's probably a little longer each than four years that we actually started talking about this. Um, this issue of housing came up and at first that was way too big, way too much. Um, But then we realized, no, housing is what God has for us to pursue because right now um, there is no place for a woman to go to if she was ready to leave specifically like a trafficking or sexual exploitation survivor. Um, So we realized that's that's the void we're supposed to fill. Um, So that's what we've been pursuing. And um, the home that we are, Lord willing, just a couple weeks out from opening, is an emergency safe house, um, so it's kind of the third part of our ministry, and what that will look like is when a lady is willing and able to leave the life, I'm sure will be able to call, talk to our people, we'll be able to send a team to go pick her up and take her to this home, it's an undisclosed location, outside of the city, and we're going to be able to get her stabilized, so this may be the first quiet, safe, warm night sleep she's had in a very long time, um, so we just want to help walk her through the steps of if she needs detox, if she needs medical attention, if she needs legal counsel, whatever it is she needs to get stable and to be able to move on to the next stage of her life, that's what we're going to be able to help with in this home. Again, it's 24-7 emergency crisis stabilization home. And again, our goal is to get her stable and then moved on to a, to a long-term facility that we will partner with. Um, it's a fully staffed home. Um, they're going to for sure, be met with the love of Christ and be shown what it's like to be part of his family. Um, So we are so excited. We're in the very final stages. We have to hire one person. so Y'all would pray for that. We've got one person, and we know God knows who she is. Um, And as soon as we're able to kind of bring that together, we will be able to open in just a couple weeks. So something we're so excited to be able to walk alongside these women who are so broken and so bound by by chains of so many things. Um, So we are so honored to walk into what god is calling out of darkness to do in columbus and we're really excited to partner with you guys in that too
1: so this all started with an act of obedience for us and um with our like, broken hearts, God had broken our hearts for this. And he said, go, rise up and do something about this. And like we said, it was scary. Um, but we just began to press in. And so today I just want to encourage you guys to press in and to lean in. It sounds like a really big issue, and it is. And it sounds like a really scary issue, and it is. But really press in begin to pray about what the Lord may have you do, right? We all have a part. We all have gifts that he has given us to use for his kingdom. And so we just ask that you would press in. Um, but a part that we all can, that we all can play is prayer. And we believe strongly um, in Ephesians, it tells us to put on our full armor of God so that we can stand against the devil's schemes. And uh, we believe that we are called to the front lines of this issue. Um, and we believe that the front lines not only is going into the streets of Columbus, but it's also to be on our knees in prayer. Um, so continuing in that passage, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of dark, of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on your full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And it goes into what the, the full armor of God is, and that's what we just really believe. We go out with, without any fear because we have the full armor of God is, and so we just ask that you guys would all um, just keep this ministry in your prayers because what that is is way bigger than any effect that we could ever have. It's, more, it's a greater impact than anything that we can do on our own strength. Um, So we just invite you guys to just continue to pray for this ministry.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I lost my foamy thing. That's pretty normal. I remember the first time going out um, on a princess night and sitting in a van um, at O Dark 30 on a Friday night and uh, driving around parts of Columbus that I had never been to before um, uh, and uh, and watching men and women from backgrounds that I could not even begin to fathom or comprehend um, and watching tears flow down the faces of those as we handed them a rose as we gathered around and prayed for them, as we showed them the love of Jesus. I think if Amos were here with us today, he would ask us this, or maybe tell us this. People of TC Naz, when our politics blind us to the justice of God, when our views of the poor cause our hearts to become bitter, when the captives are deserving of their circumstances, when freedom is only for those who can earn it, then we have lost our way, and we are drowning in a flood of justice instead of riding upon it. If we truly are going to be a people of justice at T.C. Naz, then we must rise up above our world and our circumstances. We must cross boundaries and bounds that we may never have thought even possible to reach the destitute, the dying, the lost, the unloved. We must become less so that God can become greater. We must become servants and lower our position below those who we've always thought lower than ourselves. It is who God calls us to be. And it's not a new story. It's an old, old story. It's a story older than a stable in Bethlehem. It's a story that goes back to the very beginning of creation, when God breathed his breath into our lungs and created humanity for the purposes of justice, of mercy, and for worship. There are lots of ways that we can worship our God today. One, we're counting for a cause today. So um, for every person that's here at T.C. Naz today, the church is going to be giving a dollar to Out of Darkness Ministries, but that probably isn't enough, and so at the end of the service today, there'll be a plate at the back, and uh, if you would like to drop some funds in there uh, to continue on this ministry and the amazing work that Out of Darkness is doing, I would encourage you to pull out your checkbooks at some point um, and give generously, for God has given generously to us. And I honestly can't think of any better place to give back to God. As the lady said, we can be in prayer, and we will be a people of prayer. Before we go today, we're going to surround Brandy and Jamie, and we're going to pray over them on behalf of our family, to the family of out of darkness, and therefore praying for every woman and every life that they're going to touch from now and years and years to come. And we can go. We can say yes when God calls us across the borders. And we can actually say yes today. Our church is going to be filling up one of their princess nights on November, Friday, November the 15th. Is that right? 15th. Friday, November the 15th. That is, um, a Friday evening, we'll go over to Columbus, we'll go out for Princess Night at 9 o'clock, and we'll probably get back to Tip City around 1.30 or 2 in the morning. So it's going to be a long Friday night, and I invite you to participate. There's only room for eight women and two men, so if you want to be a part of that, then you need to sign up today. Um, and Janice will be at the Welcome Center as you go out today, and you can give her your name and information. And if some reason we exceed that, then we'll open it up for another night and we'll take another group sometime this fall or this winter to go out and and to minister to these women. Oh, people of God, may we be generous with the freedom that our God has granted us. Jamie and Brandy, I'd like to invite you up this morning. If you wouldn't mind, you can just stand right up here. And I'd like to invite the people of .TC.NAz just to surround them. And let's pray over them and for this ministry as we, as we go from this place today. My hands are closed. God, I pray today that above all things that you have been glorified, that through our praises and song and the reading of your word and through our giving, Lord, that you have received our worship. God, I ask today, I humbly ask today, that we as a people will not use our freedom for anything, other than what glorifies you. I thank you, God, that you have called us across the borders of our comfortable lives, that you've called Jamie and Brandy across the borders from their comfortable lives into a place that stretches them. Mm -hmm. Because of them, people who are hopeless are finding hope. People who are broken are being mended. Oh, God, we give you praise, and at the same time, we beg of you. Oh, God that you will be present among the lives of people. 20 million plus people across the world today are being trafficked. And God, we know that this breaks your heart. God, may it break our hearts. May it shake us up. May it make us righteously angry. May it cause us to act on behalf of you, O God, to go and to love and to share and to be uncomfortable so that the world may know that you are God and that you have come to set us free. Oh God, I pray for these women and men and children across our globe. The horrors that are happening in this very moment are beyond our comprehension. But you see them right now, God. Lord, I pray that your presence will be with them. We believe that you are in all places all the time, and so we ask that your Holy Spirit just surround them in their brokenness, in their abuse, and their lost and hopelessness. May we be a light on a hill that shines forth so that the world may experience your freedom and your grace. Oh God, we love you. And even as I pray these things today, God, I just don't feel like it's enough. But you're enough. And we trust in that today, oh God. We pray these things in your name. Amen people of T.C. Naz, as you go from this place today, may the freedom that has been granted to you in Christ Jesus be used to grant freedom to others, for it is for freedom that you have been set free. Amen. And you are dismissed. Be sure to drop something in the plate as you leave. Be sure to see Janice at the Welcome Center and give her your name so we can be sure to connect with you if you'd like to participate in a princess night.